Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome, everyone, to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you on this Monday. So blessed to be able to talk with you, to be able to converse with you. And so we invite you to call in to today's program. This is, of course, Calvary Live, where you get to call in and ask questions or ask for prayer. And I am here to uh, be able to point you to Scripture, to be able to encourage you in the Lord, to uh, just bless you any way that I can serve you. Uh, here on the show and to pray with you. So give me a call at 303-690-3000 is the call-in number, and I pray you're doing well and uh, hope that you can take the time to call in with your questions and your prayer requests. Also, there is a text line that you can text a question in. It's for texting only. No one will answer that line. You can't leave a message, just uh, a text message, and you can ask for prayer or you can uh, ask a question, and we will look at that as time permits during this hour. And that number is 720-336-0897. Welcome, everyone, listening live on this Monday on Grace FM all along the Front Range in Colorado up into Wyoming. And then also those of you listening on perhaps another uh, Christian Radio Network, Hope, Truth FM, Refuge FM, you too can call. You are a week delayed as you are listening to uh, Calvary Live on the radio program. Uh, but you can call at 303-690-3000, and you can talk to us, and then you can listen to it next week. And we want to also list, uh, welcome all the online listeners, whether you're listening on the Grace FM app or the webpage uh, all around the country uh, from all over. Welcome. You too can call at 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Hey, give us a call. As soon as the phone calls come in, we're going to go to the phone lines, grab one of those open lines early. Again, so delighted to be with you. I missed out last week because of the storms and um, the radio station was off the air because of Buckhorn Mountain. The power was out, but uh, everything seems to be working fine this week. And I know some of you down in the Denver area, the Colorado Springs, got some more snow, but I hope you're doing well. Your commute is, is fine and that you're safe. And love to be able to talk with you. So give me a call. I want to know how you're doing. Um, these are very difficult days. These are very trying times. But we're also in a very special time as we are nearing uh, Holy Week for the church, and it reminds us of the hope that we have in Jesus Christ, a living hope through his resurrection. And and so we need to be here to encourage you and to encourage one another and to pray for one another, and that's what this show is all about. So I hope that you take the time to give us a call uh, and then also to ask for prayer. Uh, we do want to start the show with a 
praying for there was an active shooter incident uh, in Boulder. And what I understand is uh, it's no longer an active scene. Uh, and there uh, is reports uh, of injuries. We don't know how many or the extent of it. Uh, but let's just pray. Let's just pray for all those involved and uh, for law enforcement there, first responders. As Lord, uh, we hear these things far too often, but it really is difficult when it uh, hits home, uh, very close to home in Boulder, uh, just uh, a short distance from where I'm sitting. And Lord, we just pray for um, all those uh, that have been involved in this uh, uh, very traumatic situation for those who are injured, we don't know the extent. We don't know how many um, unconfirmed reports or confirmed. Uh, Lord, we just lift it all up to you as as more information comes in. And Lord, we just pray for law enforcement that we thank you that they are in our community uh, to, uh, to keep us safe. Uh, for your word says that they are there as ministers uh, to do good against evil. And so, Lord, I do pray that you'd be with them. And, Lord, I just pray for the community of Boulder that uh, as they are uh, facing this, that, Lord, they would come together. And, and Lord, we just pray for their safety. We pray, uh, Lord, for this whole situation, um, that, Lord, that you would uh, just uh, help us to, to come together and be more resolved than ever to give a message of hope and of good news uh, to a world that needs it so much as we see these things um, that are happening, that they are indeed perilous times. So we just ask that you would work uh, according to your will in a, in a wonderful, powerful way um, in this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, give me a call. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number, and the text line is 720 Love to get those phone lines ringing. Uh, let's talk about the things of the Lord. Uh, I know that some of you that are listening, that you need prayer, or perhaps you got a question uh, that has come up, maybe in a Bible study or uh, in your own Bible reading, or you heard a teaching. Love to just be able to talk about the things of the Lord with you today. So uh, 303-690-3000 is... The call-in number, hey, we are getting closer to Resurrection Weekend, uh, less than two weeks away, of course. Next Sunday starts uh, Holy Week, what the Church calls Holy Week, the triumphal entry of Jesus. And we call it the triumphal entry. It's kind of interesting that we do uh, as he makes his way into Jerusalem. And for the very first time, he accepts that public worship from the multitudes, as they're crying out, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Uh, his triumphal entry really happens in Revelation chapter 19, when he's going to come the second time, and he's going to come and establish his kingdom, and uh, and we're going to come back with him. And we read about that in Revelation chapter 19, but we call it the triumphal entry, and that begins his last week of his life, and of course it's during that time that he goes into the temple and he cleanses it. The religious leaders are trying to trick him and trap him and find a way to uh, put him to death. And they finally get an uh, um, opportunity as Judas comes to them and is willing to betray Jesus. But it's all according to the sovereignty of God. And, and, uh, and then, of course, it leads to a series of six trials as Jesus would be arrested. 
and uh, three under the religious leaders, three under the civil leaders that would lead him to Calvary where he died for our sins and that on the third day he rose again. And that's Resurrection Sunday as we'll be celebrating that. And this year is, I think, especially a very uh, wonderful um, time for us to gather because last year we didn't have that opportunity. And uh, so be sure to look at those service times that your church has. And I believe that most churches are going to be doing in person as well as uh, have that online option. I know we will. We're going to have a Good Friday service here at Calvary Chapel Greeley at noon on Friday. And then on Saturday night, uh, that is April the 3rd, uh, we will have a service um, on at 6 o'clock and then three morning services on Resurrection Sunday at 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock. And so uh, invite somebody out to wherever you're going to church. Uh, pray about who you might bring, because more people are uh, open to, to go to church during uh, this time of the year than any other time. And people need to hear the greatest news ever proclaimed, and that is Jesus is alive, the tomb is empty, he's not here. And that's what the women would hear as they went to the tomb early on the first day of the week uh, when he rose from the grave. And so um, looking forward to that. Hey, we got all open lines right now. Give us a call, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. And then the text line is 720-336-0897. And I'd love to talk to you about the things of the Lord. Um, There is a text question that comes in, and we're going to go to the text line until uh, we start getting some phone calls. So grab one of those open lines. Again, uh, I'd love to talk to you. But somebody was asking, can a Christian reach sinless perfection? And and I think that I've talked to in all my years of ministry, I think maybe two people that I've talked to that uh, have said that, yes, a Christian can reach uh, sinless perfection in this life. Uh, but um, I don't believe um, that the Bible teaches that at all. Uh, matter of fact, uh, we know that in 1 John chapter 1, verse 8, that if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. And um, that's what John would write. And we have that flesh that we still war against. The Bible tells us, Paul says in Galatians, that the flesh wars against the Spirit, and the Spirit against uh, the flesh. And we still have that tendency. So I think on this side of eternity, um, that even the great men of faith, they recognize their shortcomings. They recognize their sin. Uh, Paul the Apostle, I think about him. Paul the Apostle, um, that as he uh, was towards the end of his life, he would talk about how he was, uh, this, you know, the, 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 you know, a sinner. And uh, he talks about how he was a, a chief sinner. Um, and he is one that recognized not only that uh, he was saved by grace because of his sin, but, you know, Paul the Apostle, he never uh, would say anything about that he had reached sinless perfection. Matter of fact, I'm reminded of, as I'm thinking about this, in the book of Philippians. In the book of Philippians, he says something very important that I think is uh, that uh, applies to this. He says that, not that I've already attained or am already perfected. So even Paul the Apostle said, I haven't reached that sinless perfection, 
but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehend, but one thing that I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. So we don't become sinless, but as we move forward, as we're growing in the Lord, as we reach towards that uh, goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus, we should be sinning less, but we won't reach that um, you know, perfected, sinless state until we go home to be with the Lord. So hopefully that helps out. Appreciate the text question. We still got all open lines, uh, so give me a call. 303-690-3000 is the number and um, that you can call in and... We can have a conversation, ask your questions or your prayer requests. And again, the text line is 720-336-0897. Love to be able to talk to you and be able to bless you in any way that I can. Um, There is somebody that texts in. We'll just go to the text line that is uh, asking, I believe, for um, just some prayers. Uh, He shows and tells his appreciation uh, for listening to Grace FM. Um, and just having a hard time in a relationship and praying for healing and clarity and protection from the enemy. Um, And so um, we just want to pray um, for uh, this young lady that has uh, asked for prayer, and uh, we are going to do that. So, Lord, I just pray. I pray for um, Kate. I just pray for her relationship. You know everything that's going on, and just praying for Uh, clarity, praying for understanding, praying for healing, just praying for protection, um, all the things that um, she is asking for. And Lord, relationships um, can be very difficult. And you know the circumstances of what's going on. But Lord, we also know you're the one that blesses relationships. So what's ever going on um, in Kate's life and with this relationship, I just pray uh, that your hand would be upon her upon Dan, uh, upon them both, um, that they would stop and really seek you, look to you, and Lord, that you would work in a wonderful way in guiding and directing them in every way. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. We haven't had a call yet. Love to be able to talk to you guys. And then the text line is 720-336-0897. This is Calvary Live. Pastor Jeff with you. So I'm usually with you in the first part of the week and with you uh, today to be able to minister to you in any way that we can. Uh, let's go to uh, Tracy in Denver. Hey, Tracy. Afternoon, Pastor. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm good myself. I was calling today for prayer for my very best friend in Greeley name is Daryl mm-hmm. Tapley. He's suffering horribly with uh, colon rectal cancer. And for his mother as well, he just was diagnosed six weeks ago, and she was diagnosed two weeks ago and had uh, mass removed, and she is currently in hospice. I gave her last rites yesterday. I, I minister out of Our Saviors there in Greeley. I've spoke to you several uh, times, Pastor. Yeah, I just want yeah. to pray for both of them today if I could. Yeah, and is that, you said that was Daryl's mom? Daryl and Marjean would be their names, yes. Marjean? Okay. Marjean. All right, let's pray for them. 
Father, I thank you for Tracy for his ministry and and um, and going and visiting Marjane and Lord as she has a mass and in hospice and, and Lord uh, we just pray for your comfort to be upon her. Uh, she's in your hands and Lord, as Daniel says, you hold every breath that we take in your hand and you do so with her and with Daryl and Lord we just pray for your comfort to be upon her. We pray for your touch to be upon her. Um, Lord, even if you desire uh, just a healing of any sort, that we commit it all to you. But for Daryl as well, as he's dealing with colon rectal cancer and uh, very serious um, condition and, and diagnosis and what he's going through, we just pray for your healing touch upon him. We pray for your comfort. We pray that... Um, you would just uh, be with uh, the doctors and everyone who's treating him, uh, Lord, that he can be as comfortable as possible in a painful time. And Lord, we just pray for you to show yourself strong on behalf, on behalf of him and Marjean in every way. Um, and Lord, we just lift up these two precious people to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Hey, Tracy. Thank you so much, Thank- Pastor. I appreciate you. You bet. God Thanks for calling. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. You know, I really appreciate those like Tracy, and he has called before, and and um, that that take the time to minister to those in the hospital. And I think Tracy would say that it's been hard to do that lately with the COVID, and and they're starting to open up where we can start seeing some people at times, and uh, it's been very difficult to go into the nursing homes, to be able to go into hospitals, um, to um, you know just uh, different places. And uh, we just pray that uh, those would open up more uh, to those who have been isolated for so long. And uh, so I appreciate Tracy's ministry and and uh, all of you who go and visit in their nursing homes, those of you who visit in the hospitals, those who are sick. Um, your ministry is very important to the Lord, so I just want to encourage you. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number for your questions and prayer requests, the text line is 720-336-0897. We're going to go to South Jersey. John's online too. Hi, John. Hi, John, you're on Calvary Live. I'm good. Yeah. How um, can... I have a really uh, something heavy, heavy, really heavy on my heart, and uh, our entire family, actually. Our daughter-in-law, uh, alcohol abuse uh, is, is what she's doing right now, and... Uh, we want, want prayer for her to seek, uh, you know, real real help, you know, in a Christian. Uh, we have many good Christian rehabs. Uh, and they're the only ones, that, as far as I'm concerned, are effective. But she would uh, be willing to uh, to uh, to go and get get the help she needs. Uh, it's really affecting, as you as you might know, uh, yeah, my son and my grandson. Of course, they're affected because they're directly involved in it. So it's pretty. Pretty, pretty sad situation, but nothing too hard for our, our Lord. So, Amen, Amen, and we'd, we'd be honored to pray for her and for your family as Father John calls. And uh, Lord, it's so difficult when um, an addiction, drugs or alcohol, in this case alcohol, um, that uh, his daughter-in-law is battling. And Lord, uh, we just pray that um, she would get the help that she needs. We know that you're the ultimate healer, 
You're the one that frees us from addictions. You're the one that is our ultimate helper. But Lord, I just pray that um, that you would intervene in a way um, that if there's Christian um, counseling, uh, ministry, uh, rehab that can be used uh, for her to get well, um, that that would happen. And Lord, we just pray for your intervention because John has already declared that you're the one. There's nothing too hard. I think about that's what you said to Jeremiah. You said to Jeremiah, is there anything too hard for me? And there isn't. And you're the one that frees us, and you're the one that delivers us from anything, for any bondage. And I pray that you would do that with his daughter-in-law. And I also want to pray for his son and grandson, how difficult it is for them. And um, Lord, just strengthen them, bring comfort to them, bring wisdom to them, Lord. And we just pray that you would work in their lives and they would look to you and not lose hope. So I lift up this family to you. And uh, Lord, these things affect families in such um, such hard and difficult ways. And I just pray for your intervention, for your healing touch. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes, amen. I just want to give a shout out to the Lord. 38, over 38 years ago, myself, uh, alcoholic, uh, I accepted Christ then. Uh, I was 30 years old then. I'm 68 now, and praise the Lord, uh, been dry ever since, and he took it away that same day. So praise be to to our Lord Jesus. Praise God. What a wonderful testimony. Thank you, John. I got a double. I got the salvation. (laughs) And the, and they had that lift. He took that away from me, and I just, yeah, just that's thank praise him so God. much every day for that. So, yeah, praise God. Thank you, John. If you need any more prayer or want to keep us in touch, please do so. Give us a call. But I'm going to pray. Be calling you back with a great testimony. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand is. The call-in number, maybe you need prayer for a loved one. Maybe you need prayer for uh, just a a difficult situation or somebody's on your heart, whatever it is. We're here to pray with you and bless you. The text line is 720-336-0897. And so we want to um, give you the opportunity to text in a question or prayer request. In the meantime, we're going to go back to Colorado to Aurora. Susie's on line three. Hi, Susie. Hello. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys? <laughs> We're doing good. We're good, doing good. good. Yes, yeah. I just want to say to the gentleman that just called in, John, I guess, not to give up on his daughter-in-law, you know? Just keep praying, yeah. praying, praying, praying. God hears us. That's what we do. God yeah. is awesome. That's what we do. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Thank you um, for that reminder. Yes. And um, I also wanted... To praise God, first of all, just say, you know, something that came to my mind. Um, just give praise and glory to God, because yesterday I got to witness to a cousin of mine that that is in the hospital because she had a stroke. I think it's her third one, and I prayed with her, and she accepted Christ. Woo. Oh, that is so cool. <laughs> yes, God is awesome. That, yes. And, but, you, um, you know, just, Susie, I know you got a few others, but I just want to say real quick, because I think, you know, when you give that testimony, it's just a great encouragement to others that when they they minister to, um, you know, family, uh, relatives, 
and in the hospital to to witness to them is is um, so vital, so important to to just remind them um, of the frailty of life and the one who gives us eternal life. So we praise God with you, and um, and I think that's just an encouragement for others to say, "Hey, I can do that," and um, and just commit it all to the Lord. So appreciate that oh, note. Yes. So. Yeah. So yeah. go ahead, Susie. Yes. Um, so um, I was saying, uh, um, you know, in the Bible it says, you know, if you don't work, you don't eat. <laughs> yeah. But then yeah. we have so many homeless people out there, you know, and my question is, you know, how do you know who to give to? And, you know, sometimes, you know, I feel bad because I don't. And, to some, right. and, and sometimes you feel that you're giving to others that don't need it, you know? Right. So, I mean... And- yeah, and that's a very good question, Susie, is because, um, you know, do I give to that person who is homeless? Do I give to that person who perhaps a panhandler on the street that, you know, says they're out of work? And and we don't know all their situation, and there's all kinds of different thoughts on it, but I think that it really needs to be uh, something that the Lord leads you to do. You know, to give you a peace that rules in your heart. And that word rule, Colossians chapter 3, means a baseball umpire. He's the one that makes the call because we know that there are those in genuine need. Uh, and we don't know for what particular reason. Um, you know, um, there's there's all kinds of reasons why people are homeless, and it's it's a complicated um, subject. But uh, we, we do know that people need help. How do we help individually? Um, it may be that we help by providing a meal at the homeless shelter. We were doing that um, here at uh, in Greeley, the people in the church that were going in once a month uh, helping feed, and we've done that for, for years. Um, but, you know, when we see that person, I think if the Lord leads us, because that's a hard thing, that brings even a, a bigger question, Susie, to us, when people come through the doors, we have a lot of calls that people come in and they need help or they need groceries. And, you know, we're not equipped to help everyone, but we can vet the situation a little bit. We can talk with them. We can, you know, help in little ways. So it's, you know, I don't have a real clear answer except being led by the Lord in those situations where you see somebody and as the Lord leads you and as he guides you, I think it does take some wisdom. I think it takes some discernment um, in those situations because you quote it from Paul as he was writing to the church at Thessalonica. And the problem was there were those who would not work. There's a difference between those who would not work and those who can't work or cannot work. And they were uh, ones that were taking advantage of the church. So Paul says that, you know, you're idle, uh, you're busybodies, and you need to go to work. And if you don't work, you're not going to eat. There are some people that they can't work um, or they can't hold a job for whatever reason, because of mental reasons, because of, you know, it could be drugs or whatever. There's different reasons um, why people end up homeless. And I think it just takes real discernment as the Lord lays it on your heart. It might be an individual. It might be in a bigger way of feeding at a homeless place. Uh, but getting that peace from him that rules in your heart is what will help. The one time I made like over, I don't know, 30, 20, 30 burritos, and I just 
when yeah. I pass them out to homeless people. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Cause you know, I just want to do something for them, but you know, I know it's impossible to help yeah. them all. Right. And, you know, that's a labor of love that the Lord put on your heart and you just got to entrust the Lord. This is what you had me to do. And you just you just you do that. And um, so, you know, praise God that you were willing to be just a blessing to somebody to hand out a burrito. And um, so some people may not have that same, you know, prompting or conviction. But uh, that's the wonderful thing about being a Christian is that as he prompts you and leads you, you can move forward in what he's called you to do and just trust him that you had him to just put that on your heart to bless somebody. So, hey, appreciate it, Susie. We're going to go to break and we got full lines. So as soon as we come back from the break, we'll go to the phone lines. Be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you on this Monday. So blessed to be with you. So blessed to hear your voices as you're calling in. We got an open line. So give me a call. 303-690-3000. We've got plenty of time to to take your calls uh, as we got um, half an hour, uh, just about a half hour, and it goes by quickly, but we will get to your calls. The text line for you to text in a question or a prayer request is 720-336-0897. Just want to make another quick announcement just to remind you as we're nearing Holy Week, next Sunday is what's called Palm Sunday and then uh, that week leading to Resurrection uh, Sunday, uh, churches are going to be having different services. Good Friday, maybe perhaps a Monday, Thursday service. Check your church for services. Invite somebody out. that They hear the good news that Jesus died for your sins and he rose again. I believe the hope for our you know, communities, for our state, for our nation is a spiritual awakening. We need that so much. Um, it's imperative. And we have the best news ever declared on that resurrection's first day of the week 2,000 years ago, that he's not here, he is alive, the tomb is empty, he's risen from the grave, and now we have a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So invite somebody out. Uh, really pray about that. And uh, and such a glorious, glorious time of, of the year for Christians as we're nearing resurrection weekend it's spring officially even though we got some snow didn't we but hey we're headed in the right direction aren't we and we'll get some warm weather coming but we need the moisture as it is got an open line give me a call the call in number 303-690-3000 but in the meantime let's go to janine in north Glen. hi janine how are you i'm great thank you um, I was just wanting a little bit more input, um, about what your ideas and, um, you know, what God has talked to you about with, uh, Saturday being, you know, our holy day or Sunday being our holy day. Um, well, it, 
Yeah, go ahead. I I just, um, you know, the Jews celebrate Saturday, obviously, for a reason. And I know that, you know, being risen on the third day or the first day of the week, um, we consider Sunday. Um, I just don't know. I haven't ran across a lot of scriptures or ideas as to how and why it is like that. Like, are we celebrating the wrong day? Some churches believe that. Yeah, and of course we know that in the Old Testament that the Lord gave the the Sabbath law to the children of Israel to you know work six days and and then um, the seventh day was to be a holy day um, to be observed and of course um, that is on Saturday actually from sunset because um, the Jewish day is from sunset to sunset. Uh, so sunset when you can see three stars to uh, Saturday evening sunset, and that's where they observe the Sabbath. Um, when it comes to the church, of course, uh, the church celebrates most churches on Sunday, and and you've already mentioned it. A very good uh, reference that you made, Janine, about the um, you know the first day of the week because that was the day that the Lord rose from the grave. So the question can be, should we observe the Sabbath and worship on Saturday? Is Sunday the wrong day? And I think a um, good verse for you is Paul writing to the church at Rome. In Romans chapter 14, he's talking about our liberty. In, in verses, or chapters 12 through 16, or 12 through 15, he's telling us how we can be a living sacrifice. Um, he says, I beseech you, uh, be a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Then he starts telling us how we can live for the Lord. And he, he goes into the law of liberty in chapter 14. And in verse 5 of the chapter, he writes, One person esteems one day above another, another esteems every day alike. Let each of you be fully convinced in his own mind. So in this liberty that we have, he says, One man esteems one day above another. Um, some people esteem Saturday. Some people esteem Sunday. Some people esteem every day alike. I happen to be one that I esteem every day alike. I think every day is a day that we can gather with the Lord. I think every day is a day that the Christians can meet and praise Him and worship Him and gather together. Um, we also know that Paul, when he was writing to the church at Colossae, uh, one of the prison epistles, uh, he says this in chapter 2, Let no one judge you in food or in drink regarding a festival or a new moon or Sabbath. So he says, Let no one judge you according to Sabbath, which are a shadow of the things to come, but the substances of Christ. What Paul is saying in that is that Jesus is our Sabbath rest, that the Sabbath law was um, a substance of the reality that was to come, and that is Jesus Christ. So he says, let no one judge you according to new moons, festivals, and Sabbaths. Jesus fulfilled all of that. He fulfilled all the feasts. He fulfilled you know, the sacrifices, became the ultimate sacrifice. He's our Sabbath rest. So that's what Paul is saying in Colossians chapter 2. Another very important point, too, that you might want to look at is in Acts chapter 15. That was um, taken place. Uh, Acts chapter 15, after Paul did his first missionary journey. 
And Janine, in that first missionary journey, he established the churches of Galatia. And the churches of Galatia had the Judaizers, or that is the legalists, that would come in behind Paul. And they said, that's all fine and dandy that you believe in Jesus, but there's more to salvation than that. You have to be circumcised. And Paul writes that first epistle that we have of Paul the Apostle in in the New Testament to the Galatian churches. And as he's writing to them, he's writing to them about that we are saved by faith alone. It's not by circumcision. It's not by keeping of the law. And uh, he goes on to say, let me read it to you, that knowing this, a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. So he's establishing that. And he goes on and he says, I fear for you when you move into chapter 4. You observe days and months and seasons and years. I'm afraid for you lest I've labored for you in vain. Why would you go back to the weak and beggarly elements? So when he says you observe days, that's the Sabbath, uh, months, seasons, and years. So there's no evidence in the New Testament that we are to keep the Sabbath law at all. Matter of fact, as I made mention in Acts chapter 15, after Paul establishes the church, churches in Galatia, then the Christians have this meeting, the leaders. Uh, Paul and Barnabas from Antioch come up to Jerusalem. There's uh, James, there's Peter, uh, those guys that are there. Peter stands up and he talks and he says uh, to them as he's addressing them, you know, why do we want to put this yoke on the necks of the believers, the disciples, the Gentile believers, which neither we or our fathers were able to bear? So they came to the conclusion, led by the Holy Spirit, that this is what we're going to tell the Gentile believers. And Janine, this is very, very important. He says that we're going to tell them that this is what they are to do, that they abstain from things polluted by idols, from sexual immorality, from things strangled, and from blood. Those four things. From immorality, because they were coming out of paganism, that was a big problem. From, you know, uh, things that were uh, offered to idols, don't want to stumble the weaker brother or sister, you know, from, you know, those things that, um, you know, from blood and... um, and those things strangled. Nothing about the Sabbath. I think if the Sabbath was imperative for us for salvation, don't you think they would have mentioned that? But they didn't. We also know that the early church, as far as Acts chapter 2, that they met daily. They went from house to house praising God, and the Lord added to the church daily such as were being saved. So I think that the church was meeting daily in Acts chapter 2. Plus, we also know that when you go to Acts chapter 20, that Paul was with the believers teaching them on the first day of the week in Troash, and then he tells the Corinthian believers in 1 Corinthians chapter 16 that I'm going to come by and get a collection. He was going to take it to Jerusalem on the first day of the week. Now, why would he do it on the first day of the week? It's because that's when the Christians were meeting. So I believe there's evidence that the Christians met on the first day of the week. We see that in 1 Corinthians 16, Acts chapter 20. And we are not told that we are to keep the Sabbath law, that that in our liberty we can esteem every day alike. If somebody wants to keep the Sabbath, they can keep the Sabbath. 
we're one here that we've been meeting traditionally on Sunday mornings for 25 years, but we also meet on Monday nights. We meet on Tuesdays. We meet on Wednesdays. We meet on Fridays. We meet on Saturdays, different groups that meet, and it's glorious to be able to do that. So I know that was kind of a lengthy answer, but I wanted to make sure that you had plenty of reference to go back and look at. Great studying. I have not put any of that like all together. So yeah, that's a great way to study the study of but, the idea and what I was thinking. Yeah. So those are good references for you. But what happens is, you know, a trip can be put on us that you're not, you know, observing the Sabbath. And if you want to observe the Sabbath, go ahead. But there have been those groups that have come along and said, if, you know, you worship on Sunday, you take the mark of the beast. And that's just nonsense. And, um, you know, that you're not really a Christian because you don't observe the Sabbath. That's, that's nowhere in the New Testament that we see. So, um, you know, I I just enjoy meeting with the Christians and and um, every day of the week, any opportunity that I have. I mean, that just helps me not be so thinking legalistic about it, like— I was, and like you say, other people bring that up, you know, in that way. Yeah. So, I mean, isn't it wonderful that we can meet anytime? We can oh, have yeah. Bible study. <laughs> we can have small groups. You know, that's the church. That's the thing, Janine. That's the church. It isn't just when we gather on Sunday mornings or on Saturdays and or whenever. It's the church where two or three are gathered, and that's the church. And I'm I'm so glad. I esteem every day alike um, that we can gather together and worship Him and even as they did in Acts chapter 2, as they went from house to house breaking bread, and as they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Isn't that glorious? Yes, it is. It's great. That's all great. Right. I appreciate you putting all that together. You bet. God bless you. God bless you. Appreciate you calling, Janine. Hey, 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Very good question. You know, we're free. We got liberty in Christ to worship anytime and just enjoy the Lord. Enjoy being with the brethren, not only on Sunday, but any day of the week. And as two or three are gathered, that's the church, you know, and Jesus is in the midst and he's there with us. And it's so glorious. Whether you go to a church of 20 people, you know, or 2,000 people, that is the church. Hey, we got a couple open lines. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Text line is 720-336-0897. Let's go to Wani in Strasburg. Wani? Wani, are you there? Okay, she dropped. Hey, Wani, I don't know if you're listening, but we have been praying. And, um, and I just want to pray because I know that um, that you called in last week with prayer requests, and, and we have been praying, and so sorry I missed you. And um, But um, I want to go ahead and pray, because I know that you've been calling for prayer, and I appreciate you calling, and I want you to know that we are praying. And Father, um, as she had some requests, she actually had three health-related requests. And Lord, I, I, I know that we've been praying for a pastor whose son's been in ICU and and Lord we just continue if if that's the case to pray and Lord for the situation you know what's going on and Lord the others um 
you know, requests. Uh, you know what they are. I thank you for my sister who calls in and asks for prayer. We just lift up these prayer requests to you. You know what they are for you to work, for you to bring healing, for you to, um, you know, um, just uh, bring strength uh, to the individuals that have been afflicted uh, physically, but Lord, for their families as well. And I just pray that you would bless them in every way. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. So, so sorry again uh, that you had to drop Wani, but we are praying. Keep in touch with us and hope to be able to catch you next time. So, hey, we got open lines, I believe. Uh, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line 720-336-0897. All open lines. Got plenty of time for you to be able to call in. I just want to follow up with Janine on you know, the Sabbath, because it's come up a few times, even yesterday when we were gathering, uh, some people are asking about it. But uh, there, I believe, very clear evidence as I just went through it, kind of a lengthy explanation, that we're free as Christians to worship any day. And uh, I think we see it clear back in Acts chapter 2, where they went from house to house um, daily, you know, eating bread together, um, praising God, uh, at, the Lord was adding to the church daily such as who were being saved. So that means the gospel was being preached. And uh, and we also know that, um, that, you know, we can esteem every day alike, as Paul says. Um, and we can worship him uh, on Monday, on Sunday, on Friday, on Wednesday, and it's glorious. And I just want you to just enjoy that. Enjoy the liberty that we have to be able to worship. And that makes sense, doesn't it? It makes sense. The Lord doesn't tie us to just one day um, that uh, we can worship or the, the proper day. and uh, But we can worship anytime. And, uh, and it's a glorious thing to be able to do. And we've been doing that ever since uh, we started the church here at Calvary Chapel Greeley. And we encourage you to do the same thing. So we're going to go to the text line and see what we have here. Um, I'm going to try to shorten this up. Um, somebody texted in, husband has been studying the book of Revelation now and reading Revelation chapter 20, verse 14, that death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. What does that mean since death and hell are not sentiment beings? Does it mean under destruction or something else um, since the torment of hell is something that lasts forever? Um as we read Revelation chapter 20, verse 14, and that's a good question, but we're talking about the second resurrection. Um, all of us that are believers are going to be at the first resurrection, and it happens at different stages. The rapture of the church, uh, it happens, uh, the believers, uh, tribulation saints that are martyred in the tribulation period, um, at the end of the millennium reign, um, those who have gone through the millennium reign, that they uh, will receive their new resurrected bodies. That's all part of the first resurrection. But then it says in Revelation chapter 20, verse 13, that the sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them, and they were judged each according to his works. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. That is the second death, or the second resurrection, and anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. So what that is speaking of is it speaks of that time 
when after the millennium reign of Jesus Christ, then John goes on to say that uh, there was um, a great white throne um, and him who sat on it, God who sat on it, and whose face the earth and the heaven fled away and there was found no place for them. So what's going to happen is the heavens and the earth that we now know are going to go up in a fervent heat, as Peter says, in a big, huge nuclear reaction. And all there's going to be is this great white throne judgment. And the unrighteous dead are going to be resurrected, the unbelievers, those who have rejected the gospel message. And they will stand at the great white throne judgment, and they will be cast into outer darkness. They'll be cast into the lake of fire, it says, those who were not found written in the book of life, cast into the lake of fire for all eternity. So that's what it's speaking of. It's very real, and it's very sobering to think of that. Now, what about you and I as believers? Because where people get confused sometimes is that Second Corinthians chapter 5 tells us that we as believers, that we will all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Also in Romans chapter 14, you and I as believers, we will not stand at the great white throne judgment. That is for unbelievers that will be sentenced into the lake of fire for all eternity. That will take place at the end of the millennium reign. You and I as believers, that we are going to be ones that will stand at the judgment seat of Christ, what is called the Bema reward seat of Christ. That's how it reads in the Greek. And we're going to receive rewards, as Paul writes to the Corinthians, and they knew exactly what Paul was saying because uh, they were ones that, you know, they were into, you know, the the ancient uh, Olympic Games that were at Rome, but also the uh, famous uh, games called the Isthmus Games that were in Corinth at that time. And the winners of the events would stand at the Bema reward seat of Christ to receive the rewards for their events. So they knew what Paul was talking about when he uses that word. And uh, as we as we um, look at that, uh, we know that uh, we're going to stand at the Bema reward seat of Christ. Let me read it to you. To receive the things, what we have done in the body, um, according to what he has done, whether good or bad, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10. In other words, we're not going to be judged for our sins. And that's very important to remember because Jesus took the judgment for you and for me on that cross. But we are going to receive rewards what we have done for Christ. And what we have done for Christ, that's what um, the judgment is going to come. And the New Testament talks a lot about rewards that we will receive, crowns that we will receive. And what we do for Christ, that's what's going to last. Because all the awards that we get in this world, and I'm not saying they're all bad. It's nice to be recognized when we get recognized for a service, you know, or for accomplishment. Uh, Those things are fine, but those things are going to be temporary. It will all go away. It's all going to, you know, it's all temporary what's in this world. But this is really important for us as Christians, because I talk to Christians and not— um, everyone understands this. And by the way, we still got time for you to call uh, 303-690-3000 if you got a quick question. Love to take that call. But as we we consider this and answer this text question, um, a lot of Christians don't realize that there's rewards to be given when we go to heaven. 
And Jesus would explain that um, in the parable of the mina that we see in Luke's gospel, the parable of the talents in Matthew's gospel, that uh, the uh, you know nobleman gave a mina to his servants and went to a far country um, to, to receive uh, a, a country, a kingdom. And he came back and he asked for an accounting of how that mina was used. Uh, same with the parable of the talents, very similar, uh, different amounts of talents that were given to the servants. They had to give an account um, of, uh, of uh, you know, what they did with those talents. And um, the Lord would come back, and those who invested, uh, he said that, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I'll make you ruler over many. Enter into the joy of your Lord. You're going to rule over ten cities and five cities. And that's the cool thing about it, because we know from the book of Revelation, as you study it, that we're going to rule and reign in the millennium reign. When Jesus comes back, we are going to come back with him. And as we come back with him, we're going to rule and reign with him on this earth. So over 10 cities, five cities, we're going to be given responsibilities. And so what we do for Christ, what we do for him in eternity, you give a cup of water to a child, Jesus said, great is your reward. As you pray for others, the Lord sees that, Jesus said, great is your reward. As you do the work of the Lord, just moving forward in your gifts, and the opportunities given to you, you're going to be rewarded for it. I'm going to be rewarded for it. So we should have a desire as Christians to just really be used of the Lord. And I just want to encourage you as we're getting ready to to close here today, the program, is let's serve the Lord. Let's serve the Lord in the days in which we are in. And to be light, to give truth, to be used of Him. I think He wants to use us in, in more ways than, than we think, if we just yield to him and allow him to do that work in us. And the world needs us, folks, because it's getting more crazy, more difficult. Um, it is uh, just a, a difficult, difficult world out there, and it's perilous times. And it could get more difficult as we get closer to the return of the Lord. And listen, you're here for such a time as this, and so am I. And we have opportunity to be light and salt to others and to serve others. You know, when this whole COVID thing broke out, we talked about, you know, check on your neighbors, check on others, serve others. And that never goes away. Um, you know, be able to to be a light, be able to be an instrument of God's love and truth to the people at work and to your neighbors and to family members. Again, Think about how you might invite somebody out to Resurrection Weekend. How you might just be able to share truth with them. You know, pray for them um, because um, the world needs us. And and we do make a difference as we pray, as we love people, as we serve people, um, as the Lord leads you. And and keep growing in the Lord. It's important for us to, to fellowship together. And I know that's been a challenge uh, over the last year, but we're going to get through this, all of us. And um, I can't wait till time where we're not worried about COVID. Um, and I know some of you still are, but um, we're we're getting to where it's getting better. And uh, I hope that we are ones that we realize this, that God wants to use you. 
and he desires to reward you for how he uses you. And that's that's such a wonderful thought. Um, and always be steadfast and movable, abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain. That's what Paul wrote to the Corinthians. And whatever you do for him is not in vain. Father, I do pray that as we close today's program, that we would be encouraged to just look to you. You want to use us. And we may think that we have nothing to offer, but Lord, we do. And and Lord, I just pray that you would um, just bless everyone listening. Take us home safely tonight, or if people are on their way to work, keep them safe. And again, we just pray for that whole situation in Boulder, and, and Lord, that uh, you would just... Um, just, Lord, intervene and work. And uh, all those affected by uh, what happened this afternoon, we just pray for you to show yourself strong on everyone's behalf, dear. And we pray this in Jesus' precious, precious name. Amen. Keep praying. Keep studying the Word. Keep being a light to others. It's a battle out there, and the world needs us, folks. The world needs us. And I want to encourage you that God wants to use those who are available. So um, looking forward to being with you tomorrow as we get ready here to end the show, as we're going to be hearing the music, um, be praying again, who you might invite out to Resurrection Weekend uh, for uh, those services, who you might share with, who you can serve. You know, just go to the Lord and say, Lord, use me. And that's what the message was to Isaiah, the Lord said, who shall we send? And he said, send me, Lord. God bless you. Thank you so much for those of you who called in. And we'll see you again same time tomorrow. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.